hey, a win's a win. A win's a win. I'm going to take yep. it. It was greasy, but uh, I'll take it, and uh, mm-hmm. we move on. But, of course, today we will recap it. We'll go over it. It's the same old battle um, that you uh, have been uh, witnessing since probably the last uh, year and a half of Allegri's first tenure with the club and now since he's been back, which is results versus style. So the style points versus uh, the real points, the battle wages on. We, of course, will uh, chime in today and uh, go over this game and then uh, get her going. Uh, morning to everybody that's already with us in the live. Uh, Bob, always in here. Mohammed, ciao, ciao. Tony coming in here. And uh, what a difficult year for Juventini. I'm really tired of a likely ball. Well, let's... Uh, Let's uh, start to uh, uncover some of this. And again, uh, there's many, many more. Uh, Dan Lucci's in here. Luca's in here. We have we suffer all the time, but we don't lose for many games. Allegri oh, King. Gosh. Wow, wow, Kirsten there. Okay, well, we're gonna have comments? both sides of it. We're gonna have both comments sides. already. You already got Lucci talking about the hoodie. This is a striped tarts apparel hoodie. Nice, clean. very nice striped tarts apparel. Uh, I like it. I like the colorway. Uh, very, very sharp. Uh, yeah. But yeah, let's get to it um, without uh, yeah wasting too much time here. Fiorentina, Juve, one nil. Okay, first leg of the Coppa Italia semi-final. Mm-hmm. Starting lineups. There wasn't anything. That really uh, changed, uh, that surprised anybody from what was projected other than the fact of uh, Morata being out because, uh, shockingly to me, uh, Vlaovic was slated to start. Um, I thought I'd probably uh, rest him (coughs) after what I saw yesterday. I don't think it technically would have really mattered if he was in or not based on how he played. But uh, Vlaovic started, uh, Morata started from the bench, Keane was in there. And uh, everything else remained the same from what we saw that was projected, okay? It was Pedin, Danilo, Delict, Decilio, Ake, Locatelli, Arthur, Rabio, Pellegrini, and then, of course, Kane and Vlaovic. Um, in terms of the starting lineup, uh, exactly what I expected um, from the projections and what Allegri has gone to uh, in the final training sessions leading up to this match, I had no problems with it. And I know there was a lot of uh, humming and hawing about Ake being a wingback, mm-hmm. whatnot, but I thought, you know, he's got the characteristics to make it work. And, uh, you know, uh, it is what it is. Let's go. Uh, you don't want to, I didn't want too many youngsters in there because I think, you know, and you could tell we're still, we're still going after this Copitalia. Like mm-hmm. we're getting after it. So I was fine with it. Your thoughts on uh, that lineup, Cliff? Well, yeah, I mean, you hit some really good points. Um, I think this team obviously dictated some changing up, um, considering all the injuries. So, um, you know, Ake getting in there. Obviously, we also got a lot of people in the chat. We got our teammates, Lex and Ant, in here this morning. Love to see it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, for me, if you look at the team, it kind of kind of expected that. I didn't – it was one of the youngsters would get the start. I thought Ake would get it because he'd already had some playing time previously. Um, so this setup is like a 3-5-2, right? Um, I thought Keane was actually going to do better in the match at, at, at that position, but we'll get into yeah. that. I thought Pellegrini was um, – it was interesting seeing him kind of as a left mid instead of like a left back, see how he does progressing up and down the pitch. I mean, overall, I can't really complain. It is what it is. It's Coppa Italia, and um, we pulled out the win, but let's get into it a little bit more. 
Yeah, we'll get into uh, highlights, recapping it, and then uh, kind of going from there. Uh, there is not much for highlights, we have to be honest. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and uh, let's pull up these clips. So here's uh, the first one, a uh, little bit of a nervy start. And again, uh, Fiorentina in, uh, deploying the press immediately, okay? And uh, Perrin luckily not getting caught here. Bonaventura unable to turn this one towards goal. But uh, again, yeah, you, the signs were there early about exactly what Fiorentina was going to do. And we fully expected it if you've uh, followed Fiorentina this year and Italiano and what he likes to do with his team. Um, here was uh, the early signs. And it would be interesting to see how Juventus wanted to play out of it. What I thought was interesting, and you see in this sequence here, is again, the four at the back kept pretty narrow. Rabio, um, yeah, it's kind of a little too far ahead, a little bit narrow between the four, and not a lot of options. Pitting in this situation has to just get it out. Okay, like, I, I'm not sure, like, trying to sneak one and be clever, low on the ground there, just get rid of it. If there's nothing there, have it out for a throw, whatever move on take your shape let's go but risky there and early on would have changed things drastically mm -hmm. counter-attack Fiorentina comes back and uh man this one didn't end up missing by much there's another uh a warning shot uh but again these were off counters so Allegri normally pisses a lot of people off with what he says in post-match but he was kind of right in terms of when Fiorentina did truly hurt Juve, they were counters uh, where we got caught. And then why did we get caught? Poor possession, cheaply uh, dispossessed. And we'll we'll talk about that because you saw that throughout the game. Mm -hmm. um, here's, again, another opportunity. Uh, Fiorentina working around. This shot uh, just goes high. Perin always in the right spot. Again, another counter. Um, this one second half. Second half change, by the way. Ake, 45th minute. Cliff, what did you see in Ake? To be honest, we didn't get to see a whole lot of it. And I wanted to touch on this, too. I think, uh, mm -hmm. man, I honestly think he had 17 touches in 45 uh, minutes of football. So your thoughts on Ake, that first half? Yeah, um, a little bit unimpressed. With what I saw from him. Um, but I mean, he's so young. I think you can't just really base his potential just off this game. Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't see much. I think um, I think he was okay for what he did. But obviously, I think they put in Cuadrado for him. So, I mean, I saw more from Cuadrado. I know Lucci's not going to be happy, but I saw more from him than I did from Ake. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it, it's a tough one for me. I'm not too hard on him and the reason was is uh you could see we didn't really go that way really didn't go that route and you could tell he had one thing on his mind like if you watched Ake and it was he was not mm -hmm. going to get caught sacrificing his defensive position so it was a very very safe approach in that game from Ake and uh, he tried beating a guy a couple times when he had literally no options. And this was another thing. Yeah. I continuously hear that the players need to take more heat because of their errant passes, all this, whatnot. In the first half, 
I lost count of how many times we would progress the ball outside of our door, outside of the defenders. Any times our wingbacks got it, any times even our forwards got it, there was barely one option to go with the ball. Like, there's just, there needs to be multiple options, and this comes down to a lot of things. Again, playing in a manner where it is defensive first, and nobody can deny it. With Max, mm -hmm. it's defense first. Always. When you play in that manner, there's not a lot of guys that are pressing, and you see off-the-ball movement where they're becoming that option for these players. They, re they really aren't. Um, and I saw a lot of them in the first half, so it's hard for me to really get on Ake. And the fact that he only touched the ball 17 times we we really weren't going towards that avenue and yeah yeah it's it was really really tough so i can't be too hard on him but um yeah i mean what do you, what do you do with uh with 17 uh 17 touches in 40 uh 45 minutes right yeah. um probably just a, a flat out standard rating but quadrado quadrado's more experienced he knows when to take risks and how to take him and do it so it doesn't surprise me that we would see a little bit more from him right but yeah. uh yeah we'll mm -hmm. uh we'll continue on with the highlights here again counterattack um second half and uh, again this one mm -hmm. rings this one off the bar so yeah. this one hits the upright uh cuts in a little bit unlucky uh for the uv defender as he got a piece of it but it still stayed at uh, his feet and uh yeah again very, very fortunate, and it's counterattacks. They're ki they were killing us on uh, counterattacks, and yeah. here's a one-off opportunity for Vlaovic. Uh, tried to flip it over the keep, no such luck. Here's Quadrado coming in on a run deep because Quadrado again. It was yeah. really anything we were getting was coming from Quadrado, and yeah, it was super, super late. And uh, this one, he decides uh, he had a just, weird, weird couple steps in here where he let the yeah. ball go and kind of took his angle away. It was he, really, really mm, weird. Yeah. Um, weird decision. Uh, I'm not sure why, but yeah, he kind of took his angle away from him and uh, ends up trying to go short side here. Missing. Can him. I say? Can I say quickly on Quadrado? The only thing I don't like is sometimes when he's getting a through ball, instead of just taking the ball and running with it, he takes it and starts slowing down and does this little stutter step. Instead of just trying to sprint by the guy on the first touch, on that on that option, he could have, on that time, he should have taken the ball and just sprinted towards goal instead of trying to take those little touches. Because if you just push towards goal, maybe you force the defender to start sprinting, somebody gets wide open, you pass it across, maybe something happens. So it has to be a little bit more aggressive, I feel like, on those opportunities. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, of course, we finish it off. With again, Rabio slotting to Quadrado on the uh, right flank there, where he gets in deep, and he just he just absolutely whips this one in uh, yeah. as hard as he can. It's in an awkward way, and uh, you see the first defender, uh, Milenkovic, tried to deflect it, and it messed up the the follow up defender, and he just watches this thing carry him yeah. off him and go into the net. And UV fans are laughing. And it's cool to laugh because it's Fiorentina and it's our training academy and that part's cool. <laughs> oh, but God. we all know it was greasy, greasy, greasy. We'll take the one now. We will get the heck out of there and uh, take that lead back to the Allianz Stadium. Now, yeah. we're going to unfold and uncover all this because there's so many questions. And we talked about it right at the kickoff here that uh, 
you've got uh, the same arguments going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth in style points. Style points don't get you points. You got to win and whatnot. I, I don't think we can apply the results over style in this game. This was a very, very fortunate result for oh, yeah. Juventus. Do you agree, Cliff? I'm looking at the stats right now. We allowed 22 shots with six on target. Obviously, that's not a huge percentage of shots on target, but 22 shots just to have that many be let, um, you know, attempted. And then we only had six with one on target. That's yeah. really bad. Looking at that, that does not look like Juventus played Fiorentina. It looked like – I don't know what it looks like. It looks like it was flipped if, like, Juve were to play a lower um, lower side on the table. So, I mean, they had 55% of possession. They just looked like they were dominating. They started getting chippy later on in the match. There were five yellow cards given out. Um, so, this one, it had a little bit of everything except for finishing because um, nobody could finish the damn ball. Um but, yeah, those wingers, man, for Fiorentina are so dangerous. Um, even when Nico Gonzalez came on, he was dangerous. You had Sutil. You had um, Icone was giving us problems out of the back. So this Fiorentina side, man, is really, really dangerous. And they gave us a lot of trouble. We were very fortunate to come out with this victory. Yeah, absolutely. So we've got some a uh, couple questions coming in here. So Tony G saying, uh, you know, how can you play defense first when you see that since years that approach does not work? Really, Allegri has to reflect. It's not 1990. <laughs> Dell's coming in here. It's very hard to get excited about watching Juve these days. I almost don't even need to pay attention for most of the matches. Um, yeah. It's. I have a solution. I, 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 I hear. I hear the frustration. Okay, I, I totally understand. Uh, we. Everybody would love for us to do it in style, and I think a lot of the. Uh, arguments that happen on social media and the difference of opinions between uh juventini is simply number one preference in how we play and uh personality some people are just so happy go lucky that uh you know they don't care about uh any of the other details and it uh, the only detail that matters is that uh, juventus won mm -hmm. i for one it does bother me. It does bother me, um, you know, uh, to get a result like that because I know it's nothing that we did on our end. But the more frustrating part is the misunderstanding of the style points. Um, it's more looking at a team and seeing progress. Um, are we progressing? Have we progressed? Um, is this team able to hit the next gear? If you play a better team, are we going to be able to prepare ourselves properly? Are we going to have a plan B? And this is just, I think, more of the frustration. So it's not just limped into style points. It's much, much more than that for yeah. most Juventini. You know, it's it's looking beyond. It's looking at uh, what's our end goal because Syria, I mean, sure, this can get us, uh, you know, our top four, is it enough to play in that matter to not risk as much to get the Scudetto? Well, you know, there's still a lot to play for and a lot of points available. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, maybe, maybe just maybe, but beyond, it's funny because when we played Empoli, the match prior, I literally said, I said, you look at the work Keane and Vlaovic have to do in this match with better defenders it's going to like just shut right down. And if those guys can't hold the ball against mm -hmm. two, sometimes three defenders, what ends up happening? And against Fiorentina, 
who's better opposition, you saw just that. They struggled heavily. We struggled heavily. Yeah. And um, that's going to happen. And you face better competition, it's going to be even worse. And uh, mm -hmm. I can't help but think like something's got to change. But what is that something? And that's where the arguments mm -hmm. begin. Okay. And we will get to all this. We will this, get to all this. This comment from Luca, this got me. <laughs> Man of the match before we go any further okay if you gotta pick a man of the match based on uh the performances there uh cliff i'm gonna ask you who was your man of the match honestly i give it to Perrin. i thought Perrin did a pretty good job um i was impressed with how he did obviously there weren't a ton of shots on target but when he did have to make saves he made some decent saves um and I think uh, Ant put Locatelli in there. That's a really good shout as well. Um, but I want to give Pitting some love because, you know, he actually did a really, really solid job um, considering, you know, how much pressure there was um, in this one. So he's saying routine saves. It's always routine saves for Anthony. Um, <laughs> but, you know, also think about it. Like, he was always pressed out the back to have to play out the back. So that's not easy to do for, you know, the majority of this game. So I think, albeit he had, like, one – one scare um, in the match. I think overall he did pretty well. I'd give him the man of the match. Yeah. I uh, I think, honestly, I'd probably lean towards like a like a Danilo or a Delict yeah. um, in this one, mm -hmm. um, just based on how we played and whatnot. Pivin, I can see the shout. I could see the shout. So, uh, yeah. Locatelli, I think, again... I'm not – I saw a lot of harsh, harsh ratings out there and uh, a, a lot of harsh uh, criticisms of Locatelli and just a lot of our players. But, again, if I'm looking at this team uh, and their system, there's not a lot of options for many of these guys mm -hmm. once they get that ball. And uh, it's, it's something has to change. And now I was just kind of getting into that there, Cliff, and I was saying, you know, what is that something? Now, when we watch these games, there is no link. There's no link up. And, you know, um, I got to kind of feel a little bit for Max in that uh, aspect because Dybala, Bernardeschi, they mm -hmm. create links. And it's going to sound crazy. It's going to be, I know a lot of people are just going to say, man, stop talking about Bernardeschi and whatnot. But yeah, he is saw. literally linked to this team when we had the most balance. When I look at this team, there is a massive, massive lack of balance across yeah. the pitch. Okay. And when you have a right side wing back that gets 17 touches in 45 minutes and then you have a midfielder on the opposite side that has 39 touches in 90 minutes tell me that this team is yeah. balanced i can't it isn't. i can't because they are missing berna they're missing somebody creatively whether it's dibala or berna um i think this summer we'll we could probably talk about that in storm the barn get your questions in guys by the way for storm the barn um you know this summer we're probably gonna need to sign an out and out left winger yeah, 
so it's just there this lack of balance it, it's clear to see and you know you can't have one out of your three midfielders that is you know less than 50 percent of touches compared to the other two like what's going on how is that uh affecting it affects everything it affects the offensive phase it affects yeah. escaping the press it, it, it escapes it, like it affects everything but i do want to uh, say same though, thing with the wing back yeah. not enough so there's there's something going on there. I want something to say, though, going. playing out of this press, partially it's on the players, but I think that also comes down to coaching, practicing this in training, you know, getting out of those situations. That, I think, comes down to the manager because it sometimes seems like the players didn't know, um, you know, where to pass to, where to find the reads to get out of a press. So I think that in that aspect, that comes down to coaching. That comes down to the manager telling these guys, okay, when we're in the press, this is how we need to adjust. This is how we need to play. Because without the coaching, they're not going to have the wherewithal to know how they're going to play out of the press. Yeah, yeah. The it's there's there's a lot of things going on. Uh, but the main thing is honestly, when we when I when I see this Juve and we we discuss this Juventus, it's like we are a defensive first team. Okay, Max has established that he wants that. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's it's defense first. Okay. Everything that comes beyond that, I think, again, in just the history of Allegri and how he speaks, how he's spoken, what he reads in his bio, what he writes in his biography, he is very, very dependent on the players he has at his disposal offensively. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, a, a couple areas to improve. Definitely, definitely how we play against the press. Getting yeah. and... You're going to have to use these guys. It can't be the same guys because if a team rules out Artur, they rule out Loka, like you have to have other avenues and it's got to be much more cohesive. In terms of keeping the possession and starting to control matches, that's something that has to increase because all these counters and whatnot, like even if it is, if we, even if we just say that Fiorentina... Um, was able to do this based on counterattacks and hurt us just solely on counterattacks. A lot of it came from our inability to retain possession in a strong yeah. fashion. So, again, you still need to improve. And ultimately, if all of us as Juventini agree, which even the Allegri the supporters, the crazy Allegri supporters... Um, not that they're crazy for supporting Allegri, but I mean the strong supporters of Allegri. I should put it that you're not crazy for the Allegri sexual. We all like support Allegri, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so even those people, if we all admit, yesterday was a clear robbery. Yeah. Okay. Then there's improvements that need to be made. You know, because yeah. if we're going into games and being second place in them is the best I, I i fail to believe that that's the best we can do right yeah now the arguments that take place on social media say well you see max is yelling at the players in whatever minute and stuff so it's definitely on the players they're definitely not doing what he wants them to do i have a problem with this um internally deep deep down internally because if the players are not doing what he wants that's a problem it's not my job to go there and get them to do it he it's 
it's March, everybody. Hey, we're supposed to peak, but it's March. <laughs> Why are these guys not doing what he wants them to do? And you can't put injuries on that because yeah. it shouldn't matter who the player is. They should know what Max wants by now. Is Am I correct in saying that, Cliff? Um, I mean, yes, I think you are. I think you are. I think the injuries definitely come into play, but at the end of the day, if the players aren't, you know, taking the coaching that he's giving them, and that's on the players. So I think this has just been a whole back and forth season where we blame Allegri, then we blame the players, and we blame injury. Like, there's a lot of. I think this is just a collection of a lot of issues, and this has just been a really rough season for us overall. And the fact that we're still in top four contention is amazing. Um, but in, in that situation, I think you're 100% right. I mean, it comes down to the players. If they can't understand his philosophy or they can't, you know, listen to him and his coaching, then that's a problem. Then those players need to get a, a reality check. Yeah. And the thing is, is, you know, you have to give credit to Max because of where we are right now. We are literally in striking distance to make things interesting in Syria. Okay. Mm-hmm. And... You know, Coppa Italia, we're on the verge of getting to that final for the ability to play for that trophy. Champions League, let's wait and see what happens in a couple weeks in that return leg against Villarreal. So he's got us, you know, right there, despite all of this. Is it pretty? Absolutely not. But so far, we can't necessarily say that this season has been, you know, shambles or anything whatnot it's just the style points aren't there but ultimately right now as it stands max has us where our uh, expectations probably should have been Uh, yeah and i told people get top four this season make it out alive next season we're gonna look really special when everybody comes back healthy this team is gonna look very special and they're gonna be a, a scudetto contender now We've got some super interesting questions uh, from Twitter and whatnot. One from our own uh, Omer that really okay. open up, uh, you know, the uh, thought process on this UVA. And it's, it's very hard to answer. So that shows you just how much is actually going on and Allegri has had to uh, mm-hmm. deal with and whatnot. But we wanted to get away from the typical, you know, ranting and raving and all this ultimately it's a win okay and i will always be happy for that um yes did i want to see it in a different fashion absolutely but a win is a win and ultimately i'm i'm happy for the one nil and bringing that to Allianz stadium now um we're gonna kick it off with number one just a quick reminder to everybody that's here right now like the video okay if you're new subscribe to the channel your one-stop shop for everything Juve. Um, number two, if you're listening to this podcast on your audio, let's get over to YouTube, subscribe to the channel, join in the live chat, have some fun. We got news updates, videos, watch alongs, and a lot of great stuff. Okay. So make sure you get here and uh, subscribe on YouTube. Stoppage time as its own YouTube channel. Get over there. That's our Siri A coverage. Of course, spearheaded by Cliff himself. And uh, they do great work. So make sure you get there as well. And of course, couple ways to uh, support the channel one's a super chat for those uh, live here okay uh, donations if you feel inclined if you want to get some cool merch at the same time stripedheartsapparel.com okay get there and pick up some custom stuff and of course yesterday we had some cool cool drops 
okay and uh we'll quickly just uh pop those but the mad max those are cool man out okay hoodies and tees celebrating the madman we're talking about right now who probably loved that victory uh yesterday um with six total attempts and uh coming out one nil and it's got the famous quote on the back you want entertainment go to the circus i want three points okay so there you have it and of course we had uh, our own AJC drop with the Rovella Hive tees. And then, of course, oh, Anthony, I didn't see that. Anthony's avatar there with They Stink. And then our custom, custom AJC Ultras tees. So, again, show some love. Get yourself some cool gear. Now, without further ado, Cliff, we want to get away from the ranting and raving. So, I want to get mm-hmm. your honest opinion on. Just your thoughts on this particular Juventus. If you feel like comparing to the previous season, you can. But uh, maybe your feelings about that year, how it went through, and how you feel this season with this Juve. Is this Juventus stronger? Or are they the same? Um, just your thoughts. Um, It's really tough because if I look at this team on paper right now with injuries and everything, this is the weakest Juventus that we've seen, at least that I've seen in my lifetime that I can remember. Um, So, but looking based on last season, obviously we had Ronaldo. Ronnie fanboys are probably going to attack me, but I think this season when Chiesa was healthy, when everybody was healthy, this was a stronger Juventus. When we had Zaccaria, we had all these players, this is a much stronger team. We had Locatelli. We didn't have Locatelli. Wait, did we have him last season? I already forgot. No, Loco okay, wasn't there last year. We didn't have Loco last year. I'm already I'm losing my mind. All these, you know, all these seasons are kind of merging into one. Um, but yeah, so this team is 100% stronger than last season. Um, last season had like a, I think more of a direction of where we wanted to go. This season, we don't really know what our formation is. I mean, there was some of that last season too, but we've gone through so many different formations, so many different lineups. Um, we don't have like a pure focal point like this. Like last year, it was Ronaldo. That was kind of our focal point. We knew that things were going to be dictated a lot by him. This season, now that we have Lavovich, when Dybala is healthy, we don't know is everything going to flow through Lavovich, Dybala, to go through Loka in the midfield. We don't really know. So this season, this is a on paper a much stronger team, but it just looks out of character. It doesn't seem like there's a um, doesn't seem like there's a pure direction that we're going in. Yeah. So. <sighs> I mean, great points, and it's it's honestly there is no right or wrong because it's how you personally feel about uh, the UV clubs. Last year, I feel like I feel like Pirlo backed away from the direction he really wanted to go, um, and I, I've really been starting to look back on not only Pirlo season but Sari season as well. And there are a couple trends, and that even carry into this season that you know, may support the fact that it is the players and it's this team's inability, regardless of the best being out there, able to hit that next gear. And just the consistency levels, just not being there. Now, even dating back to uh, Saudi, you know, Saudi came out of the gate and we were seeing some pretty solid ball. Then all of a sudden it just, it just shifted a lot. Of course, you have the famous quote that these players are not trainable. Right, you hit yeah. Pirlo season. You hit Pirlo season. Pirlo had a, I think, I agree with you. Like there was a clear direction. However, in the Coppa Italia matches against uh, Inter, he uh, completely flipped. He completely yeah. flipped. He found something that 
handle them and shut them down. And then he tried to go with that. And I don't necessarily know if that was the best, but that team crumbled after Porto. And mentally, they were just not where they needed to be to pick up the pieces. So I think Pirlo was a little hard done by on that. Regardless, mm -hmm. that's not the discussion I want to have. Now you get into Allegri season. I actually think there is a clear direction from Max, but it's literally defense first. Yeah, He wants to prevent every other team from hurting Juve and then seeing what they can do uh, in the offensive end uh, by creating whatnot and, and just smash and grab games. I literally feel like this is, this is the direction. The issue that many Juventini have with this does it get better with our best players in there? Have we technically seen that? Have we technically seen that? Because if we even think back to this season, earlier mm -hmm. on when Dybala was in there, McKinney was in there, uh, who was a big loss too because he was in good form. Chiesa, even Chiesa was very ineffective this season under Max uh, up until his injury. Does it get better even with another Mercado for Max. I'm starting to think that even with this team at their best, if everybody's healthy, I think this team is still a team that, you know, wins games 2-0, 1-0. They're not going to be scoring a lot of goals. They're going to be very defensive. Luca brings up an interesting point because he brings up if Pirlo was still um, managing this team, we'd be in a different position. I'll take it a step further. If you give us a more attacking-minded coach, Lex is going to love this, Italiano, I don't think we're a necessarily a better team, but we're going to be a more exciting team. We're going to beat teams 3-1. We're going to beat teams 4-2. We're going to concede goals, but we're going to score at such a high clip that teams will not be able to keep up. And for me personally, I think this team is dictating that forward-thinking mindset. I don't think we're going to be the same team that we used to be in the past where we hold one nothing, 2 nothing decisions. I think we need to start looking more progressively towards a more attacking-minded team that's what the team is dictating with players like Vlaovic, Chiesa, um, and uh, Dybala. So that's my opinion. I think you plug in Italiano, I think this is a much different team. And I think in three to five seasons, we see that. It's a big window, but I think we see Italiano coach Juventus. Here, here, here's the here's the thing. It's like I, I don't need, I don't want to get into a discussion of changing coaches or not because we have Max here right now. We have yeah. to get into. I don't want to get into where we'd be this season with yeah, no, Pirlo either because it's it's all just speculation and whatnot. Yeah. We have to look at the now, who we have, who's here, and and try and kind of dissect this and whatnot. But again, if you're if you're looking at this. And we're talking about trying to correct something and whatnot, but Max will not change. Um, we we tried to talk about this, and we tried to uh, you know see if two years away removed from football is going to change. It hasn't changed. But what has changed? What has changed in football is that these teams that didn't used to harass Max's sides like this now are, you yeah. know, and the blueprint's been laid and uh, there's a lot of teams playing with high press and getting the ball in their, at their players feet and then going from there. And if you have a team that struggles heavily to, uh, you know, deal with the press, it creates issues back then in Max's days, a lot of the teams up until his last year, when he first started to feel the heat, when the blueprint got laid, yeah. 
and more and more teams were opening up and playing a high press style, yeah. things started to change and his team started to struggle because they were used to teams parking the bus. Oh shit. Juve's in town. Yeah, exactly. We're parking the bus. It ain't like that anymore. So he's got to figure something out. I continue to say this, like, here's the thing with Max. He's not necessarily far off right now. Like, there's just that balance issue. And the funny thing is, is that Max is all about balance. But you have to be able to see that it's it's uneven right now. It's tilted a little too much to the defensive side. I think we could still hold our stability defensively and offer a bit more in terms of control in matches. Now, we are very hard on players. I see a lot of criticisms and say, what do you want Max to do when players can't complete easy passes? If I'm watching this game yesterday, these passes, there's no other options. So it's very easy for Fiorentina to sniff those out and cut them off. And that's exactly what was happening because the ball wasn't going to go anywhere else because it had nowhere else to go. If you, on top of that, have two players constantly playing with defenders on their back, Vlaovic, Keane, and by the way, I might add, Keen, a complete flip from the Empoli match to Fiorentina. And I should say, saw it coming because, again, when you're trying to play and make a living in that way with better opposition, that's a long day at the office. Keen yesterday looked like he was trying to handle a ticking time bomb with his feet. Um, It wasn't happening. You have all this. You have to... You have to fight fire with fire. He needs to push a little more. He isn't far off. It's just a little bit of balance. Again, when you highlight in the middle, across the middle of the pitch, if you're playing 3-5-2, a right wing back with only 17 touches through an entire half, yeah. and a midfielder, one of your three center midfielders, that touches the ball 36 times in 90 minutes. Yeah, you need a good. more even involvement, and guy's gonna have to attack space more. He isn't far off. And again, the biggest thing is our expectations going into this season. I want to get away from this style talk, okay? And this is what I'm really pushing on this podcast because that battle's been beat to death. Yeah. We now know who Max is. We know how he wants to move forward. Let's start talking about this actual team and what we see. Yeah. Do these guys coming back help that balance? Dybala, Bernardeschi, do you continue in a 3-5-2 with those players? No. No, I think I I really think that this team, when everybody's healthy, everybody, I still think this team dictates a 4-2-3-1 or a 4-3-3, um, whichever, however you want to say it, that, that kind of setup. I think we have the personnel for it. I don't think we really have the full personnel for a 3-5-2, um, depth-wise and then talent-wise. Um, I don't think it's fully set for that. That's my personal opinion. Um, but if everybody's healthy, a 4-2-3-1, um, you play Dybala at the cam, you play um, maybe Berna or Keane as a winger on the left, and then um, Chiesa on the right wing, is obviously, and then um, Vlaovic up top. And obviously some people will shout for the trident of Morata, Dybala, and Vlaovic um, in a 4-3-3, but... I don't think a 3-5-2 suits us best, um, at least as of right now. Yeah. Now, Eric, coming in here saying uh, Dybala and Berna back will be a huge mm-hmm. boost, seemingly the only two link-up players, and that's kind of yeah. what, that's what uh, it appears. Now, the good news is is that Bernardeschi, Dybala, Rugani will be, uh, should be back in training uh, yeah. today and should be available for Spezia. 
this is just it. Um, and the question I wanted to bring up from Omar, okay, which was, I thought, fantastic. And uh, I did uh, retweet, and it was basically, you know, if you're looking at um, Max, you know, has Max overachieved or underachieved? Oh, that's a so far. Question. That's well, we know Omer's phenomenal. We we work with him all the time. He's a great um he's a great mind and he asked a great question there. Did he overachieve or underachieve? So far this season, in your opinion, has Mac and I asked this to everybody on the live as well. Has he underachieved or has he overachieved? Well, Luca was very he just put vehemently that he says he underachieved. It's really tough because he didn't really get like some main pieces until halfway through the season with Zakaria and Blaovic. He didn't have a true number nine until halfway through the season. And then once he did, he doesn't have Chiesa, doesn't have McKinney, and then he lost Zakaria. I mean, I think we can only really judge by the end of the season, but so far, that we're in top four. Oh man, this is really oh, this is tough. I I have this. I'll give you a cup. I'll give you a little okay. bit to you know. This think is tough, man. Process still. In my personal opinion, I don't. I don't think he's neither underachieved or overachieved. Yeah. I personally think you know, he's kind of he's kind of right there. Like I mean, again, if we look at the big picture, and if you look at uh, the really rocky start at the year, where I actually give him credit. Okay. Yeah. Because and it's funny because you know like. Damn, I don't know from Eric, you know, in top four potential two trophies, yeah. uh, you know, finally as a legit striker. Here's the thing for me when I when I thought about this and really broke it down is Max, at the start of the year, I will give him the benefit of the doubt because there were player issues. And Chesney, yeah. you know, was uh, at fault for even some drop points and whatnot. Now, through that... Even if we say that Max got it wrong, and if you, which he did get it wrong in a few matches, okay, that's a fair assessment leading up to here, okay? So even in a couple matches that he's gotten wrong, we're still, you know, seven points out of first. Whether we get first or not, we're in the top four right now as it stands. Top four is obviously a main, main objective. We, were, we scraped into top four last season, okay? Yeah. So a reminder... That was kind of, uh, and that was with Cristiano Ronaldo. That's kind of uh, a gauge, of, you know, a yeah. measurement to where this team has kind of been. Okay, so he's got us in top four right now after yeah. losing Ronaldo into the season. One yeah. game or two games into the season, then Ronaldo leaves. So, again, rocky start. Ronaldo leaves. All this. Okay. January comes around, but we've been undefeated since uh, some November. November. Yeah. And January hits, we get Blau, which got Zakari as a carry out course injury. Look at the injury list right now. We're seven points out of first. We're holding down fourth right now. We're on the verge of going to the Copa Italia final. Yeah, we dropped the Super Copa. Um, and again, this is the problem. These games that pop up. That Super yeah. Copa, where we had no business winning it based on what we did. We did nothing to win it. The Chelsea return late. Uh, yeah. not return late because it wasn't too late time, but the return match, Chelsea uh, in London there where we got absolutely blasted. These matches linger in the memory. And that's, that's what I was going to And yeah. that's what makes you think that this style is just not going to cut it. But ultimately, results-wise, I don't think you can say he's underachieved. You I'm might, gonna, uh, I got an answer. 
I got an answer for you. Yeah. So, like you said, if you look at these matches that make me very angry when I think about them, it makes me want to say underachieved, but you realistically think about this from the fact that he didn't really have – he had a very weak midfield. He has 75-year-olds as his center backs who are still good, but they're 75-year-olds. They can't move. Um, and then you had Ronaldo leaving at the beginning of the season. That threw a huge wrench in things. You had to scramble. You never true number nine until halfway through the season. You have injuries galore. I'm going to go bold, and I'm going to say that he's overachieved with this team, the fact that we're still in top four, and the fact that there's still even some people saying that we're still – have a chance to be a Scudetto contender. I think that in itself is a miracle. And I, I'm going to say he's overachieved with this team. Yeah, so I think the separation, again, and this is this is the funny part, and this is why this it makes this hard, is again, I'm trying to tie it in in different questions, different methods to see that yeah. it still ultimately comes down to your personal preference and belief on style versus results. It yeah. really, really does. Because underachieved, Sure, if you're looking at, you know, a comment like Lucas, which is yeah. last season we conceded the same amount but created more in terms of opportunities with a worse midfield. However, again, result-wise, we needed help in the last match. We won the last match, but we needed a result and got it, thankfully, or we were out. Yeah. So now you know flip forward sure the style is in there we're creating less could we do more with our players potentially but we're in and out of a lot of players we're in and out of a lot of setups it's it's very very difficult i put him right in the middle i don't think he's neither underachieved nor overachieved i think we're right yeah. where we should be to be honest yeah can i can i flip the script on you because you know i i do hosting on stop i'm gonna ask one question yeah. for you because i know we were talking about it would you rather pretty football and win 4-3 or 3-2 at a high clip and score all these goals, or would you rather win a 1-0, 2-0 result where it's, it's a little bit of a different type of nail-biter? Which one do you actually prefer? Here's the thing with me and that I, I try to make as clear as possible. It's not about looking pretty. It's yeah. about the team and how the team looks. I need them to be cohesive and have chemistry and – almost just know where the other players are going to be at every given at any given time. I don't see that with our team. And I think that needs to be established first and foremost in order for the players to grow and for them to develop and become stronger. So yeah. what I'm seeing is just a lot of constant thrown together, um, line mm -hmm. them up and go. I, I'm not seeing huh. that. I don't care what the score line is. We okay. could win one nil from here until the end of my and you'd day. Be happy. And I would be happy <laughs> as long as it's cohesive and the team's growing and they're they're strong as a unit, right? Yes. I, I could care less if we score seven or one in a game. But yeah. it has to be cohesive and it has to be strong and it has to give me faith that we could take what we're doing against any team. Right yeah. now, that's the part that hurts me is that I still kind of share those feelings with many where these past games, our particular style and setup and game right now might not be the way to actually go beyond what yeah. our current expectations are. And ultimately, you have to always be looking at growth and beyond. Like, where's the, the end plan? Because if this is our end plan, and I, I personally still believe that this roster is capable more if this is our end plan i think it'll be good enough for 
Syria. Yeah. Uh, you know, you could do some damage in Copatalia, but in Europe and beyond, I think we would be needing an incredible yeah. amount of uh, fortune. Yeah, and you need to unlock, for me, to quickly respond to my own question was, I'd like to see the higher clip of goals because that means we're unlocking Blaovic properly. We're unlocking Chiesa. We're unlocking these players who we spent a good amount of money on who are going to be bringing us forward into the future, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's tough. And again, it all comes down to personal uh, yeah. thoughts and feelings and preferences. Like, I mean, Eric's here, as it says, I think there's less poor matches you remember from this year yeah, it's fair. because we managed a positive result than last year. We remember more poor matches from last year because of the result of those matches. Yeah, it ultimately, this just feels very, very reminiscent of Max's, the end of his first tenure for that year and a half yeah. where the football became very tough to watch. But results were coming. So ultimately... At the end of the day, the results are great, um, and I will uh, uh, greasy win or not, I will always take it. But yeah. again, in terms of uh, is the team growing? Do we have a plan B and all that? Those questions still remain. We still have quite a few questions, but I truly do stand behind what I said today that I don't think Max is far off. Hopefully, yeah. getting some of these link up players can even things out and again when you look at those numbers across the pitch and you have two guys that barely get touches barely get involved uh that that's going to make for a long day so yeah he's got to figure some out i do believe we have the capability of pushing that defensive line a little bit forward and getting those mids a little closer to vlaovic keen morata to support them now yeah. When I think about this and uh, moving forward and whatnot, and I can't help but going back to last season as well in comparison, and even yeah. this season. Now, I'm not saying we know, uh, take the coaches out of the equation, uh, whether it was Landucci matches or whatnot, take that out of the equation. But this Juve, dating back to last season and this season, looked its best in terms of style, possession, control. When we went four two three one, do you think that just suits this team the most? Hundred percent. I just think it it just it fits our team right now. What we have for personnel wise, and I think it fits on the style of play that Max wants to play. Um, I just think overall it's the best the best for what we have. I don't think a three five two suits us. I don't really think I truly don't think a four three three really suits us either. Um, with that fat, flat three mid three man midfield, um, unless we get a true left winger, then that could change a lot of things, and we could play that three man midfield uh, potentially. But that would also be including if Dybala left. But that's that's digressing a little bit. But um, right now, four two three one is the best. And I also want to say, based on your last point, I think next year give Max a full season with this team, everybody healthy. I think that will be a much better determination of what he can do and what this team can achieve. Yeah, yeah. Now Mars coming in here with, uh, first of all, hello. Ciao, Mars. Uh, hope it's all is well. And uh, I just prefer to win games with quality and not with luck. In my opinion, yesterday was pure luck. We had one opportunity to score. One. It was unwatchable. Pass in the defense, long ball, and ball loss. I, I agree. I mean, we all want to see the team playing with quality. And that's what I said. I don't care about the score lines. I don't care about yeah. that. Like, I do want the results. 
you want to see them playing with quality. You want to see the development there and mm -hmm. the chemistry and all that increase and a team get stronger and stronger and stronger. I don't see the team necessarily getting stronger. Yeah. I just see a team that's getting results. And ultimately, Max, this is what Max cares about. It's all he cares about is what he wants is getting the results. And we are getting that. So we have to be happy for that. What we need to wait for is if things change and if things grow and develop more once we get the bodies back and a summer Mercado because Max still technically hasn't had one. Okay. Yeah. But, but, you know, I, I still do understand those that doubt that based on, you know, the team Max had towards the end uh, when the year and a half his team started to kind of crumble. But it's neither here or there. I think we just got to wait and see. And uh, the one thing that those particular fans keep going back on is that earlier in this year, when we went on a little unbeaten stretch and we were waiting for certain key guys to get back and this will boost the attack, we'll start getting these guys. They came back and it was a lot of the same. So yeah. it's it, 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 it's tough. It's tough. Now, Luca's saying, you know, no more. He Mercado. needs a full Mercato. That's what he means. In January. Okay, Luca, it takes time for these guys to, yeah. you know, get chemistry with the player. Just because you brought him in in January doesn't mean he's going to be clicking with everybody instantly. And yeah. another point to that is how much things have changed. Like, setup wise, we played three different setups since Vlaovic came in. Mm -hmm. so he can't get all, comfortable. All that, all that plays in. And again, he started playing with Dybala. Now Dybala's out. Zakaria was in there. Zakaria's out. McKinney was doing great supporting the offense. Zakaria's gone. It is what <laughs> Eric's it right. Is what it's Zakaria's in mess. <laughs> yeah, so it's just it's yeah. unfortunate. It's unfortunate bets. Guys, want to remind everybody, take the time, like the video, okay? And uh, if you're new here, subscribe to the channel. Time for Storm the Barn, where we're going to open up questions to everybody here. I know there was a bunch that were earlier on in the chat and – Man, we were so we were diving in so much that I don't yeah. think I flagged them, unfortunately. But that's okay, you guys. Just toss them in now and get your uh, storm the barn questions in. Um, we got one. Do you have any questions before we get? I see Anthony's there. We're gonna get to it. But do you have any questions? You want do to I have any questions? Um, and if not, uh, that's fine. Is this the last time we see Bonucci and Keeling together in that back line this season? Do you think this is another season of them starting together, or do you think Keeling is a bench player who's going to be transitioned into a management role or, or some sort of coaching role with this team? Um, because I think that, for me, I'll answer it on my end. I think Bonucci has – I think he has one more, one more good season with the lit but they need to get another center back because I think it's over for um, for uh, our, our great duo of Bonucci and Chiellini. Yeah, I think... Because uh, I, I love him. This is going to be it for Chiellini. Yeah. I think Bonucci will probably be what Chiellini's role this season is next year. Yeah. Okay, right? I see stepping, that. In, stepping in for some bigger games. 
kind of being there, being that ambassador and whatnot. Um, what but, the hell is Ant saying? He does not have three to four seasons left. I, I Man's on one leg. I don't see three or four. Uh, Ant's just having the faith for the old guys, and I'm an old guy too, so it's cool, man. I get it. It's cool. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I just I, I think he's going to go in that role. We have to address that this summer. So center back has yeah. to be addressed. I know we signed uh, Gatti and whatnot, but apparently Juve still going for Bremer, so it'll be interesting to see that dynamic uh, there in the mix. Uh, apparently news today on Botman, though, Cliff? Yes. 3.5 million Milan have signed him. They've, or they haven't signed him officially, but they've locked in a deal with him on personal terms. 3.5 million per season. Um, they're trying to lock in now a deal with the actual team of, yeah. um, of Lille. Well, we all know that uh, the player's will is everything. Once you lock that personal thing, well, we've seen it firsthand with yeah. uh, Locatelli and then Vlaovic. So it's uh, it's huge. So there you go. Uh, one foot in the door there for Bobman and them. So Bremer, though, he really impressed me the last time we played him. And his work on Vlaovic, he, he ain't no slouch. And, of course, the question with Gatti is, uh, you know, they say that Gatti was picked up not because of a bargaining chip by any means or anything like that, but just uh, because of Juve's uh, love for the player. So it'll be very, very interesting. Everybody, yeah. of course, has the same questions with Gatti making that jump from Serie B to Serie A. He could um, be the next Barzali. He could be a late bloomer. It, it, it could be. It could be. But, I mean, he's, what, 23. He, the guy looks 32. Is he 23? I thought he was 27. He's 23 years old. He Is looks he really? like he's 32. Yeah. So Gatti's, 20, Gatti's 23. If I, I could be wrong. If you have your phone there, Cliff, Let me by all means, uh, just quickly uh, pull it up. But I'm pretty sure he's 23 years old. I'm going to get to the first uh, Storm the Barn question. Anthony didn't even really have a question. He just want everyone's uh, honest opinion on losing to me in the prediction challenge yesterday. I know you all think, come on, get out of here, and Get out of here. KM. Do we need to sign? Well, here we are. Wow, he's 23. Summer. He is 23. There I didn't know. I thought I read somewhere he was 27. 23 is really young. That's a lot he of He looks like he's time. 32, like I said. Like, he looks old. But he's uh, he's 23 <laughs> years old, so he's not. it's not like a super late bloomer. Yeah, but, no. But uh, KM saying right where we are right now, do we need to sign top defender in the summer as Benucci and Chiellini are constantly getting injured? Um, I see Chiellini on the way out, and I say, yeah. yes, you need to. you need to address it. You need to address it in terms of top and where you go with it is interesting because of the fact we we're going to need a left back. And I still say, and it's still um, heavily, heavily covered that Juve will be going after a midfield, a midfielder, right? So you have profile there as far as top and what we consider top, you're only going to get that in either the midfield or defense in my personal opinion. Yeah. And I would probably want that high-profile guy in the middle of the park. That's just me, my preference, how I see this team. Depending on those profiles, I know what's been said. I'm holding out faith, Milinkovic Savage. I think he drastically, you know, That'd I, be had amazing. Doubts. I had my doubts about him and just him in general. I thought he got a lot of freedom in Lazio style and whatnot. Since Lazio has changed styles completely, I've seen a lot more out of him. And I'm, I'm flipping it. And I would love Milinkovic Savage. So I think if you're going to go for a top profile, I would do everything I could to make it a midfield. 
and then take what you can obviously decent to good defender and left back see where you go from there flip that question to you because we know we need to address the defense so we've kind of answered that for km but where would you see the biggest profile um for defense is bremer bremer's obviously that number one guy um i tell you right now though if we got bremer savage and a left winger i honestly think within two seasons we could be in the ucl final like that's well, like this is a, the thing is you're not going to be able to. Like, there's no way you're going to pull Bremer and Malinkovic yeah, Savage one in or the one, other. one go, right? So if you could only do the one, do you do it in the midfield or do you do it on the defense? For me, I do it in the defense because you have players in the um, in the pipeline who could fill in in center, center mid. We've seen what Ravella can do in a, in a sample size at Genoa because you have him. You want to also support your youth system. You have these players, um, you know, developing – why not give them an opportunity to fill in? Because you already have Loka, you have Zakaria, Arturo, McKinney. That's, I think, a really solid four. You add Rovella into that, who's young and prolific. Um, why would you sign Malinkovic? I mean, obviously, the answer to that is you'd sign Malinkovic Savage because he's very, there's so much quality. But you have a set team in place. You have Rovella hanging in the wings, but you have immediate needs at center back. Like, you're going to be very weak at that position. So bringing in Bremer, I think, is top priority. Yeah. So, who would you sign as Benucci's replacement? I mean, Bremer's Bremer. Bremer's tops. Uh, I'm low key hoping. I know they won't, but I'm low key hoping Atalanta doesn't pick up the option on oh, Demiral. He's so good, but that'd be good. You know, it is what it is. But I'm low key hoping that uh, happens. Uh, Mar saying that uh, Gatti should be the replacement for Rugani, in his opinion. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'd be fine with that too. Rugani has a whole nother year on his contract. Yeah. So he's going to be around anyways, unless they loan him out and then bring Gatti in, which I'd be okay with. It must be said, in the matches called upon, Rugani's actually done, done well. well this season, right? So, yeah, yeah. Uh, it is what it is. Luca's uh, little question here, uh, when are we seeing more AJC-inspired tees? I want a grumpy anti-rabbit Luti. We'll I love we're gonna have some fun with the... Uh, AJCTs for sure. For oh, sure. the we're NFTs though. The so, NFTs. The what? Those, oh yeah, yeah. The we're NFTs. Those are pretty cool. Drop some. Well, Ants got his NFT on his uh, with uh, the "They Stink" uh, slogan <laughs> on there. So there you go. That's now, awesome. Jeremiah coming in here. Do you feel we can get into the top two in the Scudetto race by next weekend? And do we win big against Via Real? So. Obviously, a massive matchup in terms of the Scudetto this weekend with uh, Napoli and Milan squaring off. Yeah. Okay. Um, when you look at the other team's schedules, Juve's got it pretty good, right? We do. So we're going to face Spezia. We're going to have uh, almost an entire week before facing Sampdoria. Yeah. And then we will go to, uh, we will play uh, Villarreal in uh, Turin and then Salernitana. That's our March, everybody. That is yeah. uh, that's a good, good schedule. So we absolutely cannot drop, and I do not see us dropping these matches in Syria. So, in terms of by next weekend, it's too no, soon. No, yeah, it's too it's too close. So no, not next weekend. Uh, but I definitely see us not dropping those three matches. Villarreal, do we win big against Villarreal? Yes. Cliff? I think we went 3-1. I think the first one, I called it on this um, Serie A sit-down show, I called it a draw, and I know that when we come back in Turin, 
or in Torino, I think we win three one, and I think we we show them what Juve can actually do. Yeah, I uh, I don't know if we win big, but I see us going through. I see us going through. I see again. I'm hoping that uh, Max can see based on that first match the adjustments that uh, need to be made. And honestly, Villarreal through all of it scored a goal on an error that uh, a guy, a couple guys, you well, one guy definitely usually doesn't make. You know, um, so I I think we'll be okay. I think we'll be okay coming back home. Obviously, let's wait and see if the um, capacity cranks up too because we should have uh, a f- a hopefully a full capacity by then and then we can get going on there um yep. let's see we've got uh, some more uh storm the bar will you trust pellegrini as a future in the left back position or sign a player who has potential like him i think i signed somebody to battle him for yes. the starting role you agree yep I 100% agree. I think um, you need to have some healthy competition between those two, whoever they would sign, whether it's a Cambiasso or, or maybe a player that I think has gone under the radar is Aaron Hickey at Bologna. I really like him and I like his skill set. So I think that would be a really good um, you know, mesh of players with, with a little bit of different skill sets, but both could be very competent left back. So I would, I would have two young players who can battle it out. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think uh, keeping the competition there and you don't want to sign somebody and obviously just clearly leave Pellegrini uh, in the dust or just, uh, you know, make it a battle. And uh, we should be having battles for the starting spot. So let's let's do it that way. Um, KM, uh, reiter- uh, just talking back to my thoughts on uh, Malinkovic-Savage saying, I just saw a journalist saying he is the like priority. It. Let's go. Let's go. Mars saying, I agree. I love SMS, but our biggest issue is the defense with Kielo, uh, Kielo and Bonucci aging their defensive play style dies. Yeah. See, and I see it differently. Um, and this goes back to our thoughts earlier on Max and this particular Juventus this season and whatnot. We're not far off. There's a little bit of a balance thing. Milinkovic Savage allows you to play a 4-2-3-1 almost seamlessly yeah almost seamlessly by being in the center and being able to be that driving force out of the middle and your wingers can play off of that and then of course you have Vlaovic up top this evening out the balance here should help out our back end the times our back end struggles so far this season is because of our inability to hold and retain possession and the cheap cheap giveaways and that's really the only times they look truly suspect. Um, I don't I don't disagree that we need to bring somebody in for the defense, but if Milinkovic Savage is there for us, if I think he's there I, for, I think I go for it uh, before uh, a top priority uh, center back because I think there's alternatives <clears throat> at center back that we can work with, right? Yeah, if he's sixty mil or under, I I lock it in. Yeah, like opinion. I mean, it, it, it's tough, but again, you know. Uh, Bremer, Bremer's uh, a solid uh, demon, but different yeah. style to Benucci too. And I still say Benucci will be there. Benucci will be there, and he'll be that guy that yeah. uh, you know plays big games. His injury record still is nowhere near that of Kellini's and whatnot. So yeah. I do kind of, in one term, agree with Anthony. He's got much more to him, but maybe not you know three, four years. But he's got much yeah. more to him. So I think I love I love Ant's optimism, though I love it. Oh man, I love it. so Dells. Is this unbeaten streak masking the real issues with our play? No, I don't think so. 
Um, is it okay if I answer first? Well, yeah, you already did, man. Just fire away. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think so because um, we've seen game to game. If you're watching this this team closely, like most of us do, um, you're, it's not masking anything because we're seeing a ton of draws. Yeah, it's unbeaten, but we're pulling out a ton of draws that should be wins um, against teams that you know we should be. Historically, we used to blow out, um, so it shouldn't be this close. These, I don't think it's masking anything, though. Yeah, I think uh, you know. I don't think it's masking the real issues with our play because I think we all can see it. You know, you all, we all know where the issues lie. Um, what it's doing is making us not feel as bad, but it's not yeah. masking uh, the issues. Uh, the, the issues are there. Um, they know it. We have to have, I, I mean, I get a lot of, faith in our management when you hear the things that adiva bane says and the way they're working and you know that last winter mercado that gives me faith that they're very much in tune max needs to put it all together um yeah right now this unbeaten streak is great and putting us where we need to be so i'll take it at all costs. Yeah. reward the faith that the management has put in you allegri to give you the players you want but it does not mask uh, some of the issues. We, I think everyone's fully aware of the issues and they're clearly evident, uh, you know, when you watch uh, the team play. So um, we'll probably take uh, one, maybe two more and then uh, wrap up and sign off. So uh, Jeremiah, what do you guys feel about Traore from Sassuolo? If we go for him in the summer, do you see him as a good fit for UV. Uh, Cliff, I'll let you kick us off on Traore. I love this question because we were actually just talking about it on stoppage yeah. time. Um, he's been on a hot streak. He's been playing really well. <clears throat> he's kind of like a Boga. It's very similar to Boga, and he's a perfect replacement for him because he can play cam and left wing really quick with his feet and always looking to go towards goal. Um, I think he would be a good fit at Juve. Um, I think Lewis said that we have first right of refusal for him, um, so we do have a good we have a good opportunity to get him. Um, depends on the price. So I think he said it was like 10 to 15 mil. That's really good the way he's been playing. I wouldn't mind picking up that option just to have more depth at the left wing cam position because that's one more player we'd have in our arsenal who's a pretty cheap um, pretty cheap buy for the quality that he is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely wouldn't be against it at that price. I mean, yeah, he's been in great form. Um, I'd have no problems with it, to be honest. Um, again... There's a lot of scenarios that open up and yeah. options and whatnot. So, you know, but Traore is doing very, very well. He's in great, great form. And uh, I definitely, definitely think the fact that Juve has first priority, you, you have to, have to entertain that. And they will most likely definitely be factoring that in to where they go, right? Yeah. Traore could also be that pickup on first option that later on down the line develops into, I hate to say it, but he could be that bargaining chip somewhere down the road too, right? Exactly. If it doesn't work out uh, at Juve or whatnot, or they might see him in that fashion. And that would just be them taking advantage of that first priority, right? So yeah. that's why I think that's a big key with Traores, and you have to entertain it, is that first priority, right? Now, yeah. uh Yeah, guys, uh, 
great show. I mean, uh, 1-0 victory. We're bringing it back to uh, Allianz. Let's see what happens. Uh, I think we're, I think we're going to hit that uh, final and be playing for that trophy. Um, we've got a uh, good little break. Weekend, Spezia. I'm doing everything in my power. I think we're going to have a watch along. I think we're going to have another watch along. Okay, the last two have been fire. I thank you all for the support. They've been great. Now, let's get her going and try another one. Of course, we're going to be back with a match day live. Okay, that'll be uh, on match day at 8.30 a.m. Eastern time. Make sure you come in and join us. Everybody, I'll be bringing you the news daily in little update videos. The guys are doing a fantastic job on Twitter. If you guys aren't following us yet on Twitter, get over there at all UVcast. Okay. And uh, everybody that's tuning in on audio, get over to YouTube, subscribe to the channel. We got a ton of great video content and, of course, lives. Now, last, certainly not least, if you choose to support the channel and want to get some cool merch, again, the Mad Max tee and hoodies are out from stripedheartsapparel.com. And we've got classic, just strictly AJC line, okay? All UVcast line from Striped Hearts so with the Rovella Hive tees. That's a constant saying around this uh, show, the Rovella Hive. Now we got the tees to back it. Ants Avatar with They Stink and, of course, the AJC Ultras logo. That is such a cool new custom logo for uh, the all UVcast. So we thank you all. Should you choose to support, these are a couple ways how. We love you. Thank you as always. Let's uh, continue to grow the community. If you like the content, share it. But most importantly, enjoy it. Till next time, fino alla fina, forza Juventus. Okay, take the win, as greasy as it is. Let's look on to uh, Syria. Let's go.